Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! Hey guys, welcome to CarCast brought to you by JB Weld. JB Weld is available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Napa, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, JB Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. It's JB Weld, world's strongest bond. Well, this week we cover the entire Monterey spectrum, some cars we love, what track hijinks yeah like the track was fun the uh, great event and uh, so we're going to get in all the great details first i'll tell you about sleeper modern day fantasy experience designed to connect people over sports with integrated chat and a sleek interface sleeper sleeper users talk more to their league mates fantasy nfl nba and even lcs that's right. League of Legends, the LCS League of Legends. Free, by the way. Zero ads, a genuinely premium experience. Total control over your fantasy draft and season. Red Raft, Dynasty, Best Ball, Sleeper. Play fantasy sports your way. <laughs> Get it on. Got to get it on. The choice to get on mandate. Get it on. And welcome to CarCast, Matt Coral. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. Over there. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, feels like I just saw you. I know. We just <laughs> had uh, so much fun uh, out at uh, uh, Carmel and Monterey and all the autos and all the food and all the booze and all the fun and all the entertainment. I do love that trip. It's, it's a good so trip. good. It, I feel like it goes by faster each year. I, I felt like the first year I went there, it was like a long four days, and now yeah. it's just, I just blink my eyes. And it uh, did. It, it this year seemed to go quickly. For I don't know what it was. It just seemed to to go by to go by fast. Maybe because Sonny's an adult. <clears throat> well, weirdly, <laughs> just through the it's, eyes of the fifteen-year-old. I mean, obviously, when you're a kid, you know these three. Three day trip, four day trip up the coast. It just it feels like a lifetime. Just it, you have a different perspective on time. Just the same way you would when you were going back to school, and you know you're thinking about the Christmas vacation, and you're going back to school in September or August or whatever. And it's like, oh, Christmas so far away. Like it just yeah. felt. 
it just felt so far away. And and now, you know, when you're an adult and you get into uh, September and someone's talking about Christmas, it just feels like it's going to come right up on you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So even when we're when we're driving out of here on uh, Sunday night, Sonny had this thing where he was like, God, it just it feels like we left earlier today. Yeah. So even as a kid, he had that kind of vibe that this thing just flew by. Uh, So much to talk about. Uh, We've informed you on some of the stuff we didn't get into, you know, how it went at the track and many of the events and all that kind of stuff, which we uh, definitely will be getting into. First, I want to tell you about uh, Craig. That is K-R-E-G. Pocket hole jig. 520 Pro. Anyone can easily create uh, perfect, strong pocket hole joints now. So I used to work, and I used to build cabinets. And when I worked at the uh, Euro cabinet place, which was always better closets, you do the ABC baby. You do the butt <laughs> joints, and we didn't have a good jig. That was uh, that yeah. was the problem. So it's it's a jig. I'm a woodworker. Basically, if you're building a cabinet and you want to put your four corners together, use the jig, and then you use the jig to drill it, and then they give you special screws, and you don't have to get into all the joinery, dados and rabbits and glue joints and nailing and all that kind of stuff. I got one of these. It's cool looking. I was looking at it. I was like, oh, I like this thing. It's a nice piece. It retails for just ninety nine ninety nine. It's available nationwide. You can get a Home Depot, Lowe's, or any any all the home centers, woodworking, hardware stores as well. And you can build your projects, whether you're pro or DIYer. You can learn more at uh, craigtool.com. That's K-R-E-G tool.com. So, um, yeah, we got out there. We got the car out there. We, uh, you know, just kind of made it under the wire. Um, we, um, you know, the car, we ran all four sessions. It didn't run very well. We had some battery issues, maybe some alternator issues, although uh, evidently the alternator's charging now. So was it ever an alternator issue? I don't or, know. Or maybe a regulator, a voltage regulator issue, because we, when we did put a meter on it, it was overcharging. So it was something with the, with the voltage regulator that we weren't, right. nobody had at the track, weren't able to replace. Either way, the car wasn't pulling very hard but it ran well enough and it didn't you know overheat and it didn't break and we're able to get out there and uh go in a semicircle for for <laughs> you know eight or ten ten or twelve laps yeah. well you got to do all back. the sessions right we did all the sessions, sessions so. did all the sessions got in the car you know had the general experience of the race but just not the car wasn't pulling hard, hard enough to uh get in the uh get in the thick of things but uh Good guys, good people. Uh, the spirit of the track is alive and well. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good folks. Got to talk to our friend Jim Farley out there. Yeah, uh, Patrick Long was with us. Uh, a Porsche racing driver was there. He was, you know, he hops in cars, does some favors for people, kind of helps them to dial it in, shake out their cars a little bit, and got a nice uh, kind of shared some space with him. And of course. Before we forget, thank the guys at JRZ, Kerry and his team, for sharing the paddock with us and some of their resources and some of their guys. All fantastic guys. But uh, it seemed like attendance was maybe a little bit lighter at the track. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as we walked around, you know, still the same amount of cars, I would say. Uh, but we, when you were on the track, did the did the grandstands look full as you were 
crawling by. <laughs> the uh, yeah the. I felt like the grandstands would fill up for certain races. They all want to go out and see yeah. the Trans Am race or maybe the F1 race. Um, but, yes, in general, the infield, the paddock didn't seem – you know where you can really kind of tell? You can kind of tell when you get in the car and you try to make your way out to the grid. And when there's throngs of people, you have to kind of keep throwing revs and guys blowing whistles and – people on scooters and people stopping people and letting yeah, people buy. Right. And there's always the guy that just walks down the very middle <laughs> of the pit lane. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a main artery that just leads to the track that cars are either getting off of or going on to. And there's always the guy that just walks down the very center of it or, or not even the very center of it. He, he actually walks like right in the middle of one of the lanes yeah. and they just kind of, they don't know what's going on around them. I, I, it's a it's a weird thing because it's just cars coming off and coming on that that yeah. path, and you could kind of move it over to the side a little bit, but you can. So in years past, the way you can kind of tell how crowded it is, but is was is by how many times you had to stop or throw a rev or get. I I was always uh, it always pissed me off when I'd be sitting around in the in the paddock and some guy with a big block vet and the side exhaust would come by and he'd, he'd throw a ref, right? But right. He has in the a horn, right? Right. But I, I didn't know for the first five years I did Like, why is that guy throwing revs? He's yeah. just kind of crawling. Well, cause somebody's yeah. in his way. Somebody's in his way. Right. So that seemed a little lighter. I, I, I agree with that. And that, that area where the cars come out, I think they should do, a little bit more like throw down some caution tape or some gaffers tape. Like this is a hot zone, just like a little bit more indicator, you know, kind of thing. I saw one of the, this is interesting is one of the track officials in a big pickup truck, right? He's moving trash cans and doing whatever. He's in an F-150, doesn't want to honk the horn all the time. It's too loud. So he had fixed a cowbell at the front of his truck. And every time he'd hit the gas or the brake, it would ring that bell a little. So he was getting people's attention wow. with this cowbell. And I was like, I was like, did I hear a cowbell? And I saw him and he was just, he was just like, just tapping on the brake and it was ringing his cowbell. And I kind of, I thought that was cool. Smart. Yeah. So here's a, a thought. Um, I don't know if you saw the news about this, but uh, already announced for next year, the marquee, the theme is Lamar. Yeah, I just heard that this morning. But did you see the schedule change? No. Okay, so this is going to be important because this may throw off our whole racing schedule. The entire racing schedule is going to be moved back one day. What they're trying to do is no racing on Sunday because it takes away the attendance from Pebble Beach. So anybody that was going to race on Sunday now races on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right, so I don't know that what that does to quail and whatever, but also your first practice on Thursday is going to be Wednesday. Yeah, I, uh, you know, look, it, it's <laughs> there's a lot of new blood out there, and they're making decisions, and I think they're right in that everyone had to make the choice between the track and the lawn. Yeah. on Sunday. And why would you want to make that decision? I mean, it, there's, you know, the to me, the two biggest things out there, I mean, everyone comes for the lawn, the concourse, but well, half the people come for the track. Right. And it, it may be, 
equal numbers. I mean, you may have yes. half the populace, and sometimes you have a, a sort of group of the you know the champagne loafer crowd that is has no interest in the track, but everyone. And so they go hang out on the lawn. They're, they're looking for Sunday. There's, there's people who go down there the whole weekend and never get to the track, Bo Bachman, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they, because they, they have a million different other engagements and their car tastes are not the hardcore race cars, you know, fine. But I would say that a largest percentage of the people that are on the lawn would also like to get to the track and, and vice versa. Yeah. And, and so all the people who have to race on Sunday, you know, you want a glass of champagne, you want to go walk around and see all, all the cool stuff. And, you know, I think sometimes there's a misnomer that what's going on on, on the lawn is a bunch of old Duesenbergs or chitty, chitty, bang, bang cars. A contraire. There are some really, cool, some really cool race cars there, yeah. on that, on that track. Uh, sorry, on yeah. that lawn, and I think they're smart to do it this way. If if they do it, they need to pay attention to the significant increase in attendance on the lawn on Sunday, and especially how parking is handled and busing people in or whatever. It's always complicated, and people get lost. And but also, the thing to point out here is. The big run groups, the run group that you're in, uh, you know, Canepa and, you know, the 935s and the Decon Monza, you know, you guys, a lot of you guys race that run group because it's Saturday morning and the afternoon. Now that will be Friday with quail in the middle. Right. Right. So unless they change the run group, what they said was everything stays the same, just move back a day. So they literally said everything the same. That's what they said so far. Now we'll see. They announced it. I, they just mean maybe they just mean it's going to be a Wednesday through Saturday instead of a Thursday through Sunday. But yeah, unless I, they really mix up the groups now. Well, let me let me speculate. You know, first off, we can talk to your Bruce Kenapas, your Patrick Longs, or whatever the people that have a vote. Yeah. You know, and are, are yeah. working with that. So, you know, maybe there's some influence peddling that can go <laughs> maybe. on. But here would be here would be my speculation. Um, the big day at the track would be Saturday in mm-hmm. that in that case. Uh, the mark is um, Lama, 100 years of Lama. Um, right. Well, the big day would be now Friday. Well, hold on. OK, I, I think. I think the big day would be Saturday. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying everything got slid back. I'm not working under that auspices. What I'm what I'm saying is is Friday is a weekday. The the track is 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 crowded on a Friday, but it's more crowded on a Saturday. Right. There's more people just buy the one day Saturday ticket. Some a lot of people work on Friday. It's not everyone's. Not everyone takes a week off for, right, for car week. So I think the big day at the track would be Saturday. Yes, attendance-wise. Attendance-wise. I think if the marquee is Lamar and all the Lamar cars are in my run group 
and and elsewhere that they would focus on having those cars go off on Saturday in prime time. Yeah. So to so to speak, they they probably wouldn't want with Lamont as the marquee. They probably wouldn't want you know a bunch of five tens and MGs and y- you know right. other Pete- other non whatevers going the run group that normally goes off on Sunday afternoon. I don't think they'd want that at two o'clock on Saturday afternoon. I I, I agree. I I think they need to put a little thought into it. But you're right that your run group is a very popular to watch run group. After that is, you know, the big Trans Am cars, the muscle cars. That's popular. It's cool to see the F1 cars. Like, those are the ones that I think the spectators kind of would like to see. So those are the, for lack of better term, those are the primetime right, groups. Right, right. And the primetime needs to be Saturday. So right. I guess we'll see how it goes. Or, look, maybe uh, maybe Quell just says, hey, Quell's on Thursday. Yeah, maybe everything gets <laughs> maybe moved everything back. gets moved a little bit. You know, who knows? Oh, and maybe we get to bring a five ten out there. I was thinking that too. That could be kind of cool. Although the theme next year being Lamar, I think you don't have a choice. No, you'd have to. <laughs> you gotta we'd have up, to bring two cars. You bring, yeah, that's that's how you'd have to do. You'd have to bring yeah. the nine thirty five and uh, and and one of the five tens. Speaking of racing two cars, what kind of rock star is Jim Farley, CEO of Ford? <laughs> He was out there running his Cobra, his mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Thompson Cobra with the hard top, mm-hmm. and then he, uh, he was in the the uh, the Boss three hundred two. Yeah, and yeah. He was he was working hard at the track. Yeah, and he was doing pretty well until the like pretty much the end of both his run groups. I think one he spun the Cobra out, and then the other probably had some uh, he had some mechanical issues. But at the yeah. very at the very end. Um, but it was also funny because uh, the first thing they said to me was, you've got to take your number two car and make it 21. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I've i had this happen a couple of times. I've, I had it happen at Coronado. I've, I've had it happen a couple of times where I've had to modify the, the number on the car. And uh, I always just cry like a stuck pig i'm like oh come on you it's two so there's a mustang in this group that's number two too you know everyone's got a transponder figure it out yeah you know my car's pink and white the other car's probably black and you know what i mean just figure it out and so i was like is this is this necessary in modern times you you know what i mean like i I don't know you you know you, you go to the airport there's there's 15 you know airbuses that are all owned by American Airlines. We don't have to put numbers on them. Keep track of them. Figure them out. Right. They have yeah. transponders on them. You know. So I was belly aching about that. But then at the very end of the day on Saturday, when we were watching uh, Jim Farley and his Trans Am race, and uh, our friend Patrick Long got put into one of those cars. I think it was Chip, Chip Connors, Connors' car. Yeah. Car. It's a uh, Bud Moore. I think uh, the orange, everyone yeah. says yellow. There's school bus yellow, but the cars look orange. But anyway, yeah, right. uh, whatever. There were two of them out there, maybe even three. And for the entire race, yeah, I, I was. we're watching it, and we're like, um, which one's Patrick in? He's in the 15. Yeah. Oh, no, but there's another 15 out there. And it's the same car, and, orange. And then the leaderboard up on the yeah. up on the the um, Christmas tree was like 15, 15A, 15A's in fourth, or yeah. 15's in third. And, and first off, they're both running like second, third, third, fourth, right. you, know, the whole, so you know, the whole, 
and we were just sitting there like going, which one's Patrick in? And nobody knew. Yeah. And even at the end of the race, because I was like, I watched a little of it on online. It's like the announcers were like, who's in the lead? We don't know. Number 15. Uh, we're not sure which car that is. So all the complaining I did really kind of bit me in the ass. <laughs> right at the end there. <laughs> well, here's what I would say. Well, it's uh, the same exact car. You could do an A and a B or a 151 I, or something. I, I, but... Right. Okay. So here's the new addendum. If, in fact, they're both Budmore Trans Am <laughs> Mustangs and then they're both the same number, then you must do it. Yeah. Or even if it's the same make. You know, or body style. But if 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 some guy's running a Decon Monza and I'm running a Porsche, right. then no need. Right. I I would even say like you you mentioned before you you know Adam in the the number two white Porsche and so and so in the black Interscope yes. nine thirty five number two for you know something like that. That's it's not real. We could literally not figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> and there we could figure it out. And then there was some sort of, I don't know, kerfuffle toward the end, and, and nobody really knew what was going on with those cars. because I watched the tape. Patrick Long just kind of pulled over at the top of the... But then everybody kind of stopped behind him? No, they, they, he kind of felt that way. But they, they did kind of... He let like four guys go yeah. past him, and then he... Was he waving them by at some point? I don't. No, he, he was... He went from 27th. He drove up to the lead on the very last lap and realized that he was going to win the race. And I don't think they wanted a ringer winning the race. I don't know what was right. Discussed. He was just testing the car. He wasn't even really in the race. Like he didn't qualify to get in there or whatever. He just, whatever it was, the car. he was heading up the hill toward the corkscrew and he just sort of pulled over to the left and four cars. He wasn't waving them. Pie. You don't, First off, when you're racing yeah. and you pull off the racing line and slow down dramatically, you don't need to wave anyone by. They're, yeah. they're going. They're, they're I, going by. Obviously, he's going fast. So even if anybody hesitated a little bit, he kind of got the feeling in this mirror like, why is everybody well, slowing there down? There could have been two guys behind him who did slow down, and there yeah. could have been four guys that kind of went around. Right. But he, they went around, and, <laughs> you know, the guy in like Notchback Mustang. Maybe one the thing, or maybe the maybe a charger or challenger. I can never remember. Anyway, it was for, great. For race. like the last twelve seconds, I was feeling pretty good about himself. He's like, "What? I just passed. I'm going to win. I'm going to yeah. win." <laughs> it was exciting. Yeah. All right, let me tell you about uh, Air Medicare Network. Yeah, health insurance doesn't always cover the cost, the full cost of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with substantial copays and deductibles. Plan ahead in an emergency. Air MedCare Network's highly trained crews provide air medical transport to the nearest and most appropriate trauma center. With an Air MedCare Network membership, you pay no out-of-pocket expenses for the flight. An ACM, I should say an AMCN membership, covers your entire household for as little as 85 bucks a year. That's everybody for as little as 85 bucks a year. Secure your financial peace of mind. CarCast listeners... Get up to a $50 e-gift card with a new membership. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash carcast and use the offer code carcast. You do that, you get that $50 e-gift card with your new membership. Uh, all right. I think we have... Uh, and named a car the Grego. We're uh, And it stuck. The fans went wild. 
And here we are. The Farley has. Oh, that's uh, Farley pulls. Farley pulls over. Yeah, Farley had a mechanical issue. Okay, that was was, he was in the hunt, and he and he pulled it over. Okay, so that's Farley pulling over. Patrick's still right. That's one fifteen, and then the other fifteen school bus yellow. We should call it orange. Yeah, I always thought of it as orange, but yeah, we're watching a little bit of the uh, Mm -hmm. uh, of that uh, race. Right. So it's funny. So the the poor announcers don't even know what's what's going on exactly, but it. At some point, Long, who's in third place in the Bud Moore car, which is uh, the best looking of all the Trans Am cars, except for actually the black and red Bud Moore car, actually looks kind of yeah, that's a cool car. Uh, even even better. Look but at this he, Cuda up front, yeah, the Cuda is a cool cool Trans Am cool Trans Am uh, pieces as well. So so Farley's got his hand out the window and he's going slow. At this point, because he's trying to yeah. let everyone know he's having mechanical issues. It's a Sunoco car. That's a cool Camaro. Yeah. The, it's funny that there's a notchback leading Oof. leading the race. Yeah. Man, you talk all the time about how these guys, the guys in the 510s run even quicker than these big high horsepower uh, muscle cars. You know, in these muscle cars, because they're bigger and they're heavy and they got a lot of torque and they got a, still got a little tire on it, you see them sliding all over the track. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So They go so wide on that turn. They slide all over the place. I mean, it, it looks like fun, but it's a handful. Yeah, it's, it's funny. So if you guys, if you go down to the track. There's Patrick taking the So first. Patrick takes the lead, goes inside. Around turn two, which should be called turn one, because they count the kink at the top of the whatever. Then, oh. then the guy slides back, slides back in, and now it's it's kind of it's kind of on. Yeah. Now, so the thing that's funny about this is the the they're big muscle. Oh yeah. Now it's on. <laughs> they're big muscle cars, right? I mean, these cars. I don't know if these guys build cheater motors or whatever, but it, it I, there's no problem getting 580 horsepower out of one of these V8s, right? Is there a problem? Uh, I don't think so, not at all. I mean, you you, you take a 302, you take a, a, a you take a Ford 302, right? And so there's Patrick pulling off to the side and slowing down, and he led about three or four guys yeah. around, and yeah, then yeah. they went on and went. All right. So, uh, riddle me this. I like that Patrick did have to get up front just to just to make a statement. Right. <laughs> He's like, you know, I can win. I just want you to know I can. <laughs> so the thing that's that's I always find interesting, but maybe it's just a little point of pride. These guys go around. They have these big, booming, sonic V8 engines. I don't know, Max Pat, if you can find out what one of those... Um, Boss three. I mean the the Boss three hundred two has a three hundred two in it, right? Yeah, um, makes sense. Um, the guys that are up front, the guys who build those engines, obviously they have like NASCAR guys and stuff build those engines or something. Yeah. They got to be getting six hundred horsepower out of those things or close to yeah, it. Yeah, you know they're they're getting some RPM out of them. They're probably using solid roller, 
you know, mechanical lifters, uh, you know. And they probably have um, rules. You got to run one four barrel carb yeah. or something, something like that. But I don't know, 550, 600 horsepower, something like that. Yeah. Um, and when the cars are going around the track, they're making so much noise and they just seem like they're just hauling ass. Yeah. And, and then you put a stopwatch on it. And I think we put a stopwatch on the leader during like a qualifying race. Yeah. It was like 146, 145 and might have it. change, one, 140, 146. That's the leader in that, in that run group. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing a 146 lap, 145.8 or something like that, the leader in that run group. Um, when you go out there with the B sedan guys, uh, I turned a 146, like 999999. I was mid-pack. Yeah. You, if you go out with the fast B sedan, 2.5 Trans Am guys, some of the guys in the 2002 BMW, certainly the 510 guys, some of the Alpha guys – if you want to be in the front of that group, you're doing 142s, 143s. Yeah. If you want to be midder pack, you're doing 145s, 146. And if you want to be sort of mid pack back, you're doing 147s into like 150. So the guys out there in their 510 are actually turning faster yeah. laps in those in those cars. And look. You take one of those Bud Moore Trans Am cars out there. That car's prepped right, for sure. this race. Yeah. I mean, there's no that thing is geared. It's dialed in. It's it's everything. It is ready to go, and those guys can drive. And they're still they're not getting around as quick as the, those little five tens. Yeah, with what are two, they running? Seven inch rims on those cars. Yeah, yeah, they're probably the maybe, fi- the maybe fi- a seven and an eight. The five tens are running thirteen by sevens. Yeah. And those guys are probably running fourteen by sevens, right? And and I don't know if they're staggered. I I don't you know I don't think they're they're probably running the same size tire on all four corners. Right. I would yeah. I would suspect that would be a rule. Yeah. And they're probably running. I mean, it could be six or six and a half. Like I I don't know. Um, we're looking at a but yeah. more car from Meekum from Meekum. Two thousand and twelve. By the way, in the specs of that, Chris, do they have the tire size? Just wondering uh, if they. Uh, look, yeah. I think that actually there was one in Indy in May. Sorry, that one sold for one forty three. That is that a real Budmore Trans Am car, or is that like um, the last Carcraft Mustang? I mean, that car's gone up in value quite a quite a damn bit. Yeah, but then the one in Monterey. That one, the high bid was three hundred thousand. Oh, and it didn't uh, and that sell. Twenty twelve. Oh, hmm. I wonder what the story of that car was. Anyway, they're they're cool pieces. I think they're anyway. The point is, is they they got a ton of horsepower. They don't yeah. have a ton of tire, but you know the the Datsuns have two hundred horsepower, right? And they're running a thirteen inch rim, but now, they. You and I went and watched the other run group with uh, with the Cobras, and uh, Jim Farley was racing his Cobra. And I think when we were sitting up there, we were we were timing a few of his laps just with the stopwatch, unofficial. And I think he was getting one forty twos in the Cobra. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So the Cobra's a little lighter. Yeah, it's the same. Probably a little more tire. 
It, mean, it's got, it, it looks like it has a little yeah, more tire. I mean, but the flares on the back maybe more more tire. I don't know if they're just pushing the wheels out further or if it's got more tire on it. Well, I think the Cobras run f- eh, maybe they're 15s. I don't know. Yeah. Be I interested. I, I yeah. should get down there and check as interested as yeah. I am. It seems like they have a little more tire, but also the Cobra's got to be a 1,000 pounds lighter <laughs> than, the, right. than the Trans Am cars. And then the... Five tens are six hundred, five hundred pounds lighter than the Cobra. Those Trans Am all cars, about weight. They got to come in what twenty eight, twenty nine hundred. I think maybe even a little more, but yeah, okay. And then the Cobra's coming in at twenty four hundred, twenty five hundred, or mm-hmm. you know whatever. I guess, and then the five tens coming in nineteen hundred and fifty, mm-hmm. or, or some some version of that. But it's weight, right? If you think about it. Yeah. Weight and traction, you know. <laughs> right. It's how much, you know, how much tire can you put under the, the smallest car, I guess. <laughs> what is the tire size on a racing Cobra Maxipad? And what's the tire size on the, in the Trans Am division as well? I would be, I would be interested. Anyway, uh, good racing, good guys. Uh, no big incidents. People kept it clean, you know. Yeah. A couple people got off the tracks. A couple of yellow flags. A couple of tow vehicles. And guys, and not many. Not, not many. many. And I didn't see any black flag flags during practice. <laughs> so either people were just keeping it clean, fast but clean. But right. man, I tell you, an impressive car was that Saks nine thirty five. Yeah. In, in the run group, man, that car was just. Just had a good weekend. I mean, obviously the guy's fast and the car is amazing, but all things considered, you know, look, Kenapa had a little bit of bad luck and he's got a great team, but ah, uh, man, that that car was dialed in. It was loving the weather. It was just, it was loving everything. That car was fast. Yeah, and so beautiful. <laughs> it just was. I mean, he was in a league of his own. Like he was from the get go. He just he just jumped the gun and he was many car lengths in front of even the second place person, but just a freaking cool car to see. Great looking that. car. Yeah, that thing was dialed in. And that thing will definitely be back for the I, I, A nutty race. class to watch, by the way, is uh, is the F1 cars. You cannot watch those cars without earplugs. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just a high-pitched, loud, like, they're cool to see. When you see that John Player special car out there and some of those cars out there, those, those vintage... Uh, F1 cars are cool looking, real kind of cab forward, you know, like the seat, you know, the driver's real kind of forward in Yeah, and- some of the best era of F1. Now there's, you know, so many fins and the front tires yeah. and the rear tires are the same size and everything. And they seem like they're so much further back and the nose is real long. Like, yeah. if you think about how far forward they are, there must be an incredible view to be... You yeah. probably can't see anything in front of you except your, your tires, the top of your tires. You can see your... You know, the yeah. open wheel, but it just made kind of scary when you're coming up that fast behind the guy in front of you. It just looks like you could reach out and touch him because you're so close. <laughs> yeah, those guys, that's a fun class to watch. It, those guys, they don't do a lot of dicing, you know what I mean? Because they're like open wheel. Yeah, expensive, and they, dangerous. And real expensive, real dangerous, real fast, and real open wheel. So. They don't do a lot of dive bombing in on the corners and cutting guys off. And, you know, they, they, what they basically do is they all just go out and run fast and they kind of stay in a line. 
and there's not a lot of lead changes, and I'm not taking anything away from it. It's just they're, they're really expensive cars. They're really fast. They're dangerous, and they have open wheels. Like, they just yeah. do not do what the other guys do in Look, some of those we, other classes. We said, we said last week you were telling your story about driving, the, I think, the 2 plus 2 car, and somebody came in on the inside. You made a little space for them, and then – you forget there's somebody right on his tail. So when that 914 came in and, and rubbed a tire against your door. Right. right? Well, you know, <laughs> that that guy never made contact with me. I I prevented him rubbing his whole car against my door <laughs> by literally taking myself into the dirt. But – but And those open-wheel cars, that's scary. Oh, yeah. And, and also – what I was trying to explain to people that they that I now, you know, I, I had to learn, you know, this time around because I was like on the losing end of it, which is at some point the fast guys are going to come up on the slow guys. Yeah. And at some point in my run group around lap eight is when the guys that are out front in the that Saks 935, or they're going to start coming up on the guys in the back, like me, depending on what car I bring. Sometimes I bring a fast car, then I'm, I don't have to worry about that. But um, what I was trying to impress upon people that I kind of learned the hard way is when you have a guy lap you, he's he's traveling at a much higher rate of speed and they 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 go past you pretty fast and the tendency is to see the one guy coming up behind you maybe give him a little space have him pass you and then go back in you know go back like like uh, an element of like all right that guy passed me yeah that guy's always racing somebody else. Right. And right. The, and the guy he's racing is almost equally as fast and that guy does not want to get stuck behind the slow guy. Right. So the first guy will pat there's there's a couple of things. The first guy you'll see coming. And the first guy will see you and the first guy will get around you cleanly and quickly. It's the second guy who is and, and by the way the second guy's going to try something a little ballsier. Right. Because usually when the first guy passes, unless it's just on the straightaway, but some, but it's not always on the straightaway. It's mostly not on the straightaway. It's going into the corkscrew or whatever it is. Right. If the fast guy gets past you going into the corkscrew, the other fast guy he's racing doesn't want to get stuck behind your slow ass going down that corkscrew. Mm-hmm. He'll try something a little nutty. Yeah. Because he's got to make yeah. it past you so they can drop in. You, you really got to know the difference between somebody trying to pass you because they're the guy right behind you, you know, between fourth and fifth place or third and fourth, and the guy passing you because he's lapped the pack. Right. 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 You're clearing the way for that guy and that guy's being followed by many other guys. It's also it's also be aware now it's on. You're gonna get lapped. I mean yeah. there's gonna be more this this is gonna keep happening until the end of the race. Right. Once the leader laps you on, you know, lap eight, you got two or three more laps of people passing you. Mm-hmm. And so be prepared. So with me I was trying to pass that. I was racing. I was trying to catch up to this RSR 
and I felt like I was catching him. And uh, then he went went right by, uh, you know, nine fourteen six, like right after the the corkscrew. Yeah, and the nine fourteen six like swung up wide. Everyone takes that goddamn turn a different way, so there's no line. It's a, it's a, it's a bad turn to try to. Everyone, a lot. There's a lot of passing on that turn, but there's a lot of guys who go high. There's a lot of guys who just ride the mid track down it. A lot of people don't apex it. It's mm-hmm. just a weird. It's a short shift. You can find it, Maxipata. It's I don't know what whatever. Just driving a two plus two Z car going into the dirt, forced off the track. I don't know. It's probably on the oh, internet, yeah. but. It's also a funky place to to pass because people – you don't know what line the person in front of you is on because some guys just go – it's a short shift. You come down the corkscrew and you just grab second gear or third gear, depending on how your car's geared, quick. And then some guys just kind of run right through the middle of the track mm-hmm. and sometimes apex it a little – on the left-hander, other guys like swing up wide and then drop down. Other guys just run down the middle all the way. Like it, it, if you look at that racing line, people are are all over the yeah. place on that thing. So when the RSR snuck by, I was like, "Oh, I got to stay with this guy because if I get stuck behind the," and also the 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 race is ending, right? Right. So so I want to squeeze in through this door. And the guy in the Porsche swung up, so maybe he's getting out of the way, or that's his racing line, or whatever it is. And I was going to sneak through, and he just came all the way down the track. Yeah, like he's like, "All right, now I'm apexing," and I was just like, "He's gonna, he's gonna hit me." Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he didn't. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, look, you really assume he doesn't it. see you. Yeah, he doesn't see me. Right, and but, then at some point, you know, he does, or he will, <laughs> or he's going to hit you, and then see you. Well, first, let me tell you about the JB Weld World's strongest bond. JB Weld pros have trusted it for over 50 years. But uh, why hire a pro when uh, JB Weld makes it easy to do it yourself? We're proud to have JB Weld Epoxy Adhesive as a sponsor. I personally know the owner, hung out with these guys at SEMA. They make great products. We use all these products all the time. Thankfully, we didn't have to use any at the track. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. DIY projects, auto, crafts, uh, plumbing, marine, and more. And you can use it on metal, wood, plastics, glass, ceramic, whatever. I mean, it's JB Weld. I I use it to fix Sonny's stuff. Um, Again, everyone here uses it, and they use it for just about everything. Also, they acquired Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. So get yourself some of that. It's uh, JB Weld, right, Matt? Yeah, JB Weld is available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Napa, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, JB Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. It's JB Weld, world's strongest bond. All right, do we have that uh, thing, Max? I'm, I'm trying to load it up. Just give me a few minutes. Okay. Uh, so anyway, um, good uh, good weekend. Perfect weather. Everything was uh, great. Saw some really cool cars. We got to see my ATC. ATS. ATS. I'll never remember the name. The ATS. ATS. ATS 2500, my favorite car that no one knows. I'll tell you, you know, we we walked around uh, Pebble, um, and uh, thanks to to Lincoln, by the way, for uh, hosting us. 
Uh, walking around Pebble, they had the the big Porsche display with the 917s. But how cool was the ATS, and how cool was Peter Klute's Cobra? That yeah, really people, special. People should look up. Um, he posted something about it on uh, on Instagram. He wrote a little something about that car. I'll find it real quick, and I'll. You got the wrong car up there, Max Ben. Uh, let's see. What's his name? Legacy. The the Cobra is interesting because I was talking about it. It's a Cobra with like a Daytona chassis and a three ninety in it, and it's stretched out, and it's. Just a killer car. I, I don't know. People can go online and look for it. I guess they'd say Shelby Cobra 390 Daytona chassis or something and see if they can find it. It's a really special Ken Miles. It was a Ken Miles car. And it was a really, really interesting piece. And and that ATS uh, 2500. If a lot of you guys don't know what that car is, go look that car up. What's the name of his shop again? I'm trying to find his. Uh, Dream Car Garage, the name of the show. Yeah. I can't think of the name of his um, garage. Legendary Cars. Legendary. Legendary. Legendary legendary Cars is uh, what it's it's called. Legendary Motor Car. So he posted Legendary Motor Car. (laughs) You guys are bringing up the wrong cars. And uh, I'll read this to you real quick. This is what he said. He said, after a three-year restoration on the flip-top Cobra, we finally got to present it the car at the Pebble Beach Concourse. The car was Shelby's answer to the Corvette Grand Sports. Mm-hmm. This was Ken Miles' pet project, and he used every trick in the book. 1,600 pounds, 500 horsepower, experimental Ford 390 with an aluminum block, and 58-millimeter Webers. Everything was hand-built at Shelby American with a distinct purpose. The chassis was stretched three inches and lightened. The backbone-style substructure was the same as the Daytona Coupes. A super lightweight, one-off body was made. The car had Heim joints on the A-arms. It had GT40 brakes, just to name a few of the mods. Uh, And then he posted a picture of it in racing back in the day. This car smoked the Corvettes, Grand Sports, the GTOs, the 250LMs, uh, and the GT40s. The car now retains its original chassis, body, engine, and original stock car special Goodyear tires. The fastest, lightest, most beautiful Cobra ever produced. Well, look that car up because it, it is... is It is cool. It's, it's bigger... But lighter. The whole thing is stretched. It's wider. Uh, When you really look at the rear photo, I'll post a couple photos up on Motorator on my social media as well. When you look at the rear photo and you have the the gas cap, the the quick fill, you can see it. It's tucked into the bodywork because the bodywork's been stretched. Right. All right. We we found it. (laughs) All right. We got the... Here it is. Turn it up. There might be... Oh, oh, okay. Well, then we'll just run it. Now I'm going to catch him at the top. So I'm behind an RSR. It's a beautiful day, by the way. Yeah. Getting to the top of the corkscrew. Um, coming up on uh, coming up on a Roush Capri, I think it looks like up there, too. He gets through the corkscrew quicker than I do. He goes yeah. low, and I go, all right, I'm going to follow him down into that. But the, the um, 
the Porsche didn't see me and the Porsche just <laughs> cut me off. But yeah. again, he wasn't really cutting me off. Right. He just he just dove in pretty quickly. And by the time you, you saw him coming in, you were just in the dirt. By the way, you've watched that you watched that video in real time. It all happens real fast. You yeah, know, it like, happens. It's, it's very easy to slow well, have this a, stuff. You have a little, there's a little window. The guy's coming down to make the turn. I, I would have to brake. Yeah. And you're braking, that, that Porsche RSR is getting away. Yeah. And now, that's, you that's knew where you, he was there because you saw him when, when, the, when you were following the RSR, you saw that car up there. So you mm-hmm. knew he was going to be coming down. That guy, he saw, he, he did exactly what you were talking about. He probably saw the RFR. It was coming in fast. He let a little room, didn't realize you were right behind him. He should have done exactly what you just said at the beginning of the show. Uh, Let me tell you guys about the good guys. It's the Good Guys Rod and Custom Association. It's coming to York, Pennsylvania for the second Grundy Collector Car Insurance Great American Nationals. It's at the York Expo Center. It's August 20 through the 22nd. They have over 2,000 classic cars and trucks on display with an autocross, a burnout competition, and vintage dragster exhibition. Plus, there's a huge swap meet and hundreds of cars for sale. Bring the whole family. There's live entertainment. There's a model and pedal car display. And the uh, Kids Zone is there for free. Tickets go on sale now at goodguys.com. It's good-guys.com. Free admission for kids six and under. But if you go to goodguys.com, use promo code CARCAST for $5 off. So what else? Thoughts? You know, we saw a couple of cool car debuts that were up there. Um, you know, we uh, uh, touched on a few of them uh, on social media, and I, I talked a little bit about it uh, earlier this week on the podcast. But uh, uh, Acura- by the way, I just I, sorry, I just want to say, if you guys look up uh, Peter Klute's, uh Cobra and you look yeah. up that ATS twenty five hundred, yes, you will see like. By the way, both you know nineteen sixty six or whatever sixty four ATS. Oh, 64. Sorry, yeah. 64. All right. They're both mid-60s cars. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the best America has to offer and the best Europe has to offer. You That's will. my and opinion. I, I posted the pictures of the ATS on uh, on my Instagram social. It's a red car. You'll see it's very very unique. Yeah. Uh, you know, Acura announced the, the NSX Type S, a 600-horsepower uh, NSX. That will be a limited production. It'll be the final NSX in this current uh, lineup. It's 600-horsepower uh, hybrid. Um, and then at the end, with a really, really cool light show that they put on with drones, they, uh, they tease the Acura Integra is coming back. Um, that was very, very cool to see. Uh, new Lamborghini Countach. Uh, 803 horsepower hybrid. A um, lot of lot of talk online about this car. Uh, people in people say, "Oh, in person it looks better than the photos," and people are, are saying that they don't like it. Some people say they do like it. I'll say that I think it's kind of cool. I think you liked it, mm-hmm. but keep in mind that our first impression was we saw it in person first, and then we saw the photos. So we got right. to talk with the guy. Um, and uh, we went to the auctions as well. By the way, all of this is going to be on our show, Going Racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first season where we did a lot of Goodwood stuff is up now. You can binge it on Pluto. And all the stuff we just filmed, I believe, is going to be season two in November. Yeah, it's our chassis channel, 6A7. A lot of good stuff, a lot of 
real behind the scenes stuff that you just don't get a chance to yeah, see I, on other there's no other car shows that do that kind of stuff i had fun with it uh during this outing at monterey i think just maybe a little bit fewer people on the schedule accommodating being able to go to the auctions by the way that mclaren f1 20 million dollars world record on that car uh was just a, yeah, a cool paint sticker from yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I said I had to come to the factory to pick it up. Let us at home doing an Irish oh jig or something. God. He's got to be loving it right now. All right, let me tell you once again about Air Medicare Network Health Insurance. Doesn't always cover the full cost of an emergency medical flight, even with comprehensive coverage. You could get hit with su- substantial copays and deductibles. Plan ahead in emergency. Air Med Care Network's highly trained crews provide air medical transport to the nearest and most appropriate trauma center. And um, if you get the membership, you pay no out-of-pocket expenses for the flight. It's a AMCN membership. It covers your entire household for as little as 85 bucks a year. And uh, you'll get a little... Financial peace of mind. And also, our listeners, CarCast listeners, get up to a $50 e-gift card with a new membership. So, what do you do? Go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash CarCast. Use the offer code CarCast and get that e-gift card and peace of mind for your family. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, the... Uh, Stuff they're uh, bringing to the to the circle of the of the lawn, not the not the lawn, but the exhibitor circle or with the, with the prototype circle, oh, the concept or whatever. Lawn. The concept, the concept lawn. Yeah. Everyone's got something good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot Genesis, of Genesis, Lincoln, Porsche, uh, uh, Maserati, that MC12, yeah. Koenigsegg. By the way, a great interview with Christian von Koenigsegg. Uh, again, I know he was on the podcast, but great to see him in person. Yeah. Those cars are unbelievable. I mean, a lot of really killer stuff <laughs> yeah. there and killer technology as well. All right, um, do your last Yeah, spot. you know, we also want to thank Lincoln for hosting us. Of course, everybody at Con Media, they've been great. Uh, Acura as well. JRZ Suspension hosting us at the track, the Quail events, and oh my God, Dan, how about Dan, the chef? Oh my God. Dan Wood knocked mm. it out of the park. It's fantastic. I brought one of those steaks home and he was texting me and he's like, this is what you do. And he was telling me exactly how to prep it. I made it last night. I made more of the tacos. I, I brought the one of the ribeyes home mm. and I was like, I don't, it's not frozen. I don't want to waste it. I brought it home and I was like, we're making this thing. And uh, we did exactly the way he said. And it was perfect. I didn't put anything on it. It was perfect. It was so. You gotta send oh my that God. to me. You took so one good. of the big steaks. I took one of the big steaks. Big, yeah, like two inches. Steak. That's it. And we nailed it. Oh. Nailed it exactly. So I'll, I'll tell you what we did on it. But uh, uh, before we wrap up, uh, word from Geico. Whether you own your home or rent your home, we know it can be quite a bit of work. But you know what's easy? It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home already. Just go to geico.com and get a quote and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. All right. Go to adamcarolla.com. Live shows coming up. uh, Minneapolis, Catalina Island, Royal Oak Mission, Kansas City, Solana Beach, California, Chicago, Baltimore, everywhere just go to amcarola.com what do you got man 
Uh, a bunch of photos been putting up about, uh, from Monterey the whole weekend of the week up there. So follow me at Motorator on uh, on Instagram or Facebook. And until next time, Sam Crow for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, movie lovers, who needs a theater when you have Pluto TV? Grab your popcorn and your streaming device because free movies are here. Pluto TV is your home for movies. Great movies are playing anytime in over 20 exclusive movie channels of action, horror, rom-coms, and more. Watch hits like Saving Private Ryan, Pretty in Pink, and Charlie's Angels all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device.